We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys. It's Vaughn Harris here on another Panther Rants podcast. It's uh, th- Thursday. And pretty much almost through the month of June. Hell, I mean, well, thank you, we're almost through this week as well. But the month of June has gone fast. And pretty much once you get past Father's Day, yeah, that's pretty much it. Not much really going on in the sports world. So, well, as far as the, you know, the, uh, for, as far as Pitt goes, Pitt did land a, uh, a, uh, verbal, a, uh, commitment from a Jason Collier. He's from New Jersey. He's listed as tight end, but probably could, probably could be, a, uh, you know, an offensive lineman next level. At least the college level. But yeah, on the pit front, it's been slow. But as far as the national sports scene goes, it's pr- it's pretty uh, it's kind of busy. You got uh, for one thing, you got LeBron's decision wherever he goes, and I'm guessing he's got prayed up in LA. A lot of, you know, some people say he may go to, you know, Paul George may join him, but I don't know. I mean, the Pacers really didn't have much of a drop-off when Paul George left. If, if, anything, if anything, they were actually were a lot better after George left. So I'm not sure if there's much to, you know, to go on there. And I mean, Russell Westbrook had Carmelo Anthony and Paul George, and they, 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 they sucked. I mean, they were. I mean, they were a playoff team, but they, it's, it seemed like they should have been a lot more than what they were. And of course, they lost their Cole and dropped dropped the Jazz in six games. Jazz is always going to be a bad matchup because they play defense and they're. <laughs> I mean, they, there's not much drop off from the Jerry Sloan days. But if we're digging through some things, obviously in uh, Pittsburgh, there's a uh, a thing with a uh, where a you know a black teen was shot in the back by a police officer three times, and the details obviously of that is still being worked out. I mean that's what we know. I mean that's pretty much what we know. But I guess the whole cause and effect, who, what, when, where's, and why's, 
is still being ironed out. And of course, the, co- the police officer has been charged with the uh, shooting as well. So that's, you know, that's going on. And of course, you have one, you know, you have a Penn State player who's been outspoken about this. He's been actually been outspoken about a lot of social justice stuff. And that's uh, Lamont Wade. Obviously, we don't care for him too much because of the stuff he's done in the pit and the Father's Day. That Father's Day post he did, which probably which pissed a bit, good bit of us off. And, and I'm sure Pat Narduzzi has his bulletin board material. But Lamont obviously has been taking some heat from his fans over this. And supposedly this is, one guy said this is a bad look for Penn State. And of course I screenshotted some of this and posted it. And I try to keep as incognito as possible because when you post stuff like this, Penn State fans will pretty much dig in and not let go. And of course, next thing you know, you're getting calls from your employer. And, you know, about it. Because they went, they went, they dug you up somewhere. You know, whether it's uh, <clears throat> you know, searching through things, and they're trying to destroy you as much as they can. Because God forbid you take a shot at Penn State. I mean, it's, I mean, I wish a lot of these guys were more, were this, were this more vigilant when you know, when during the uh, during the whole Sandusky stuff was coming out. You know, it's, instead, you know. Instead, you got their trustees who are having another meeting about the free report, which was posted years and years, which has been, you know, it came out years and years ago. And, uh, Curly and Spanier and the other guy, Schultz, they were, you know, they were, um, they were brought to trial. And pretty much, you know, it's all over. Jerry's in jail. And the free report pretty much was the thing where they it it discussed what went wrong with this whole Sandusky thing and you know where the communication breakdowns were, things like that nature. But you know they have a janitor going around, I guess, filming kids in bathrooms, but they're worried about a report that came out years ago. I mean, they got the free, I mean. They got the NCAA sanctions off their off their off their tail, and really they bargained for those. <clears throat> I mean, for one thing, they uh, well, for one thing, they they sued the hell out of the NCAA because they knew that eventually the NCAA would, would cave in, which they did. You know, some schools they take some schools take their punishments, others. And, you know, of course, you know, have some sort of accountability. Other schools, well, they just, they just sue as, as much as they can. And still, they're trying, and I guess, the thing about this whole Sandusky thing with, with Penn State is it's a coffee stain on a white shirt that's just never going to get out. You may bleach the hell out of that thing, and you may get it out. But you're gonna still see that shadow, that stain still there, and you're gonna keep scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing. And that's what Penn State's doing. They're they're still scrubbing that same shirt. 
you know, some people, they just say the hell with it. I'm just going to buy a new one and not freaking drink coffee with white, with white t-shirts or white polos or white dress shirts. Or just take it to the damn cleaners. But yeah, they picked they they picked up on this. I guess one guy did, and I, you know, he decided to uh, po- post a screenshot of a tweet from a guy who was a regular pit poster on Twitter. And what's odd about this, and what I find hilarious about this, is this whole Lamont Wade thing happened almost two years ago. And this guy had still had the screenshot saved this saved this phone. And he just—I mean, not—it doesn't matter if he has seen this phone or his laptop or whatever. He still had this freaking thing saved. And he pulls it out. Well, look at this tweet that your one-year fan said the night of Lamar Wade shooting. I mean, not shooting commitment. I look at it, and this shit, I'm like, fuck. Here we go. One of one of us did something stupid. But then I actually read and comprehended the tweet. And basically, basically what this guy said. And I will always wonder what the, what the hell happened to him. But he said basically Penn State is a place where, you know, an African-American player can play as long as he keeps his, you know, his mouth shut and wears a white shirt and tie. And But the, uh, you know, I'm reading the tweet. The guy says racist. I was defending a racist, which is hilarious in itself. But the tweet itself, I'll say this: the, the delivery of the tweet was horrible. It was a horribly delivered tweet. But of course, supposedly the guy was drinking that night. He was he was and drinking and tweeting really is never a good thing at all. It's a horrible mix. You know, I think one time I got shit faced and. Said the Pitt was going to win the ACC in football, and you know, yeah, that Pitt couldn't even get Pitt couldn't even win a freaking division. But so I read it, and I'm like, well, actually, he's taking a shot at your school, not Lamont, and really, that really, it's what it was. But I end up blocking the dude because I really don't feel like dealing with that. You know, when you have like probably like eight followers and you're just uh, spending most of your time digging through pit, following a lot of pit people and digging through their tweets. I mean, he did have a Penguins logo as his uh, avatar, and I could talk. I could have talked about how many. How, I got talked about the uh, yeah, the, all the residents of the Hill District got this place when uh, when they built the Civic Arena. Not to mention they were still in their houses and then the see through the wrecking ball that our homes. Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, one thing when they built the Civic Arena is when they were they were they were tearing down the hill. There were people still living in their homes when the wrecking ball was coming through. That's how bad that. That's how. That's how. You know, if you wonder how, why why people in that area so are so bitter, it's just how that whole thing. Not so much towards you, but towards the city. It's just how that whole thing was carried out. And, you know, I really didn't fucking... I didn't feel like awakening Penguins Twitter and getting into war with them over that. But if we're, if we're going through the history books, you know, when Pitt built that arena, it was to attract, I think, the Civic, Civic Light Opera or something like that. 
that was the initial reason for that. And then eventually, well, they said, hey, let's let's see if we get a hockey team here. So yeah, there's a little mini history lesson. So obviously they're a little bit barred by Lamont and Personally, you know, if I'm a Penn State fan, I'm, I'm actually liking what he's doing. It's a, uh, it's a good thing. I mean, it's not really that, it's not really harmful either. I mean, what he's doing is going to sell your program, make your school, make your program and your school look good. Hey, we got guys who are outspoken on social issues. There you go. Boom. It's a great recruiting tool. Especially in today's, you know, today's age with this, with the, you know, with a lot of the, you know, a lot of stuff that's going on, a lot of protests. So, you have that. I mean, Pitt obviously had a player who was kneeling before the anthem last year, and of course he was a walk-on, and there was so there was a handful of Pitt, you know, Pitt people who were who were uh, ticked off over it. And really, I could have just cared less. I mean, as long as he was using his platform for something, and I guess he's, I guess he's using it now. I guess he's not gonna be, he's not playing football anymore for Pitt. I guess he's going into more, he's going into that, into the uh, social issues. So actually, he's doing something with it. He's not just kneeling because it's the cool thing to do, or or because his feelings are hurt. And um, speaking of the news, uh, Post Gazette, I guess uh, there was some posting they had about how they were cutting. Per- I guess they were. I guess for two days out of the week, they're going to cut. I guess I think in, I believe it was in August. They're going to cut produ- production from their printing by two days. And you know, that's 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 the thing about this tragic about you know the PG, not so much the PG, but all papers that are dying right now. The print the print media is dying off, unfortunately. And that's just it is what it is. And um, now people get to go online and look at, you know, they get to look at uh, content such as a study reveals that Steeler fans aren't pay, aren't uh, supporting the franchise with their wallet enough. Yeah, you get online content like that. I mean, you know. That's a plus for these for these for these old uh, readers who don't go online, who don't have the patience to navigate through a newspaper. Well, not switch through a newspaper through a website and click on stuff. Whereas in, in, when it's a printed form, it's easier for them. They get the you know, grab the, you know, oh, let's grab the region, let's grab that, let's grab the sports section. A lot of them don't, you know, 
they you know, they they can't use a computer or just don't want to. Love, there's some that prefer to read it on printed media, and so this sucks for them. But you know, you get to read stuff where, you know where where Trace McSorley is the best uh, college football qu- quarterback in the nation. You get to read stuff like that. I mean, and of course, Steeler fans not you know, paying enough money to support their franchise, which is the biggest load of crap in the world, by the way. And if they're not, look, they're, the Steelers are well paid. They're going to they're they're get their money through season ticket sales for concessions, you know, whether it's buying that $9 beer or that NFL, NFL licensed merchandise that's overpriced like hell. Same in those replica jerseys, they're over 100 bucks. Which I, you know, there's no way in hell I would ever buy one of those anymore now. I mean, my last jersey I bought was a San Antonio Holmes jersey. That was back in 2007, 2008, something like that. So he was a rookie, and it was, I mean, that jersey was saying five bucks. And shit, I struggled with that. Paying $75 for a replica jersey. Because, you know, my best jersey I bought in 1998 was $45. And here I am buying a San Antonio Holmes jersey almost nine years, almost ten years later. And it was $75. I remember initially, I think it went to a bunch of stores. Because the prices varied. And I'm like... I can't get a jersey loaded and save five bucks. What's the truth? I mean, it's a travesty. And that's why you got a lot of these people there ordering their jerseys overseas. I mean, they may pay $50 total, but. But now, uh, unfortunately, government's, you know, gov- the government's cracking down on those things now. You know, they don't want you going overseas and paying for a cheap jersey. And who knows? It might be really good quality. It just it depends on you know the production that day. I know when board trade was around. Shoot, Pit fans went hogwire over that. They were getting a whole bunch of jerseys from Born Trade. I mean, anything, anything you wanted for Born Trade, all you had to do was email their guy. And he would, they would do it. If you wanted that, uh, that throwback Henry Hanoski in Pitt script, they'll do it. They would, I mean, they don't care. They didn't, they didn't care who it was. They would have done it for you. And what was funny was when you, when you navigate through all the, all, all the, yeah, all the teams and stuff, it was mostly Steeler fans and like Pitt fans that like were buying jerseys. But yeah, I mean, anything NFL license is just overpriced. So that's why you got like these people going these other other you know going these little stands and buying just some knockoff you know knockoff crap. And of course, the NFL's cracking down those things as well. But yeah, I mean, when you have articles such as you know that and Trace McSorley quarterback, which we won't which we won't get into. I mean, he's. 
he's going to be projected as probably one of the top you know college QBs this year. But Saquon Barkley's gone, so I'm not sure how he's going to be that you know, now. It depends on who he has in his backfield. But is he the best? Probably not. I mean, I'm sure he's made leaps and bounds over the years, but a lot of times I saw him, it's, it just seems like he lobs up, he lobs up throws, and guys would just go get him. And to end this whole podcast, we got, of course, more stuff going on. You know, for me, I live in the state of Texas, and supposedly, you know, Clay Travis wrote an article about the, how the NFL is losing the state of Texas. The thing about it is I've been here about nine years now, and Texas, for the most part, they're all about their college football. It's all about it's about the Longhorns, the Aggies, Red Raiders, Horn Frogs, you name it. It's all about that. Not to mention we got SEC people living here as well. A lot of LSU alums, Bama alums. They're all here. So of course, call it, of course, the pro football is going to be popular here. And not to mention your pro football teams are the Cowboys and the Texans. Texas, pretty much for the most part, since they've come back in 2002, they've been mediocre as hell. And you can say the same for the Cowboys. They had a, they've had a handful of decent years, but they really haven't captivated anybody. So of course, you know, Texas isn't going to like NFL too much. But it's just one of those things where they're trying to, uh, you know, guys that claim use their agenda, saying the anthem protests are killing killing the sport when the sport actually still making plenty of money they're making a lot of money the most they've ever had in you know recent times but of course for some reason it's not so much clay side it's both sides of the uh, you know political wise they're just using this NFL for the booster uh, platform I don't get it I mean, this is the most, most odd thing ever. Maybe because the NFL is so popular that it's just easy to do. It's a money, it's a money grab for them. Who knows? But anyways, guys, enjoy the day. Have a good weekend. Hell to pit. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars. But as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.